Welcome to the Temple Forum, a podcast from First United Methodist Church in the heart of Chicago. Here we welcome a diversity of voices and conversation about how we live in the world as people of faith. Hello, I'm Jan Engmeyer. This installment of Temple Forum features a conversation with Mike Milstein, Community Policing Deputy Director for the Chicago Police Department. He's also a liaison with the LGBTQ community. Previously, Mike worked in the mayoral administrations for Rahm Emanuel and Lori Lightfoot on public safety and policy issues. Welcome to the Temple Forum, Mike. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. It's great to be here. Well, we're glad to have you with us. Tell us about your role with the Chicago Police Department. Absolutely. Um, so um, as a deputy director for the Office of Community Policing, um, I help oversee um, the Chicago Police Department's entire community engagement program. Um, so that includes all of our local um, meetings with the communities where we're working with residents on crime problems that they're experiencing in their neighborhood, on their blocks, um, ways that we can collectively problem solve those challenges, um, as well as um, other programs that we have with youth mentorship, um, uh, folks who are at risk, where we are helping to support them with um, job development skills. Um, a lot of our non-enforcement um, types of activities where we're bringing police together with the community um, in a more positive way. Um, and again, a non-enforcement way, which is um, rare for police departments to be doing, um, but really um, a really crucial piece for how we can start to rebuild some of the trust between police and communities. Um, one of the areas that I specifically oversee for the department is our community engagement efforts on making good police reform as it relates to the current consent decree that the police department is under, where we are bringing the community into the conversation and looking at really important police policies such as use of force, search warrants, um, responses to hate crimes, um, and working with communities who have been most impacted by these topics to learn from them and their experiences and find out ways that we can improve our policies for how police can be better serving residents and better interacting with residents um, when those situations do come up. Um, so it's a big job, um, but um, again, it's re really trying to oversee ways that police can interact with the public in a non-enforcement and positive way. Yes, and so how are those efforts uh, going uh, with the community policing among those various neighborhoods? Chicago's a big city, um, a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of uh, diverse groups within the city. Um, tell us about that work. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's always a challenging position. Um, policing has changed so much in the last five years alone and even more in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and so it's it's challenging for many police departments, you know, Chicago included, um, to continue to keep up with the changes in society um, that we're seeing. Um, but I think overall, we're doing the best that we can to really work with the community in a positive way and to build those efforts. You know, we could always be doing better outreach. We could always be doing more than what we're doing now. Um, but, you know, I think what we're trying to do is just, you know, get as much awareness around how the community can get involved in policing issues. Um, whether, again, it is just more public safety focused on challenges in your neighborhood, whether it's police reform, we are trying to expand our ways that the public can get involved in this process and in, in public safety in general. Um, and, you know, making sure that we're focusing on all parts of the city 
not just certain areas, um, given that public safety is everywhere and it's a it's a big topic right now. How or why did you get involved or interested in being part of this effort? Yeah, I kind of fell into it, honestly. Um, I was initially brought on in the mayor's office under Mayor Rahm Emanuel in 2016 um, as a policy assistant and was asked to start looking at ways that uh, we could be implementing police reform in Chicago. When I was brought on, it was about a year after the Quan McDonald's video had been released publicly. So it was still a very challenging time for the city. Um, and the Department of Justice under President Obama's administration at the time um, was just about to release a investigation report finding unconstitutional policing practices done by the police department here. And so I was brought on initially to start looking at police reform efforts and how we can start to make some good changes in policing um, and, uh, you know, kind of continued on that work and continued on in Mayor Emanuel's final um, months of his administration and kept doing the same work in Mayor Lightfoot's administration. Um, and under Mayor Lightfoot started to kind of more focus on how do we bring that community component into this. Um, and so the mayor, Mayor Lightfoot actually had asked me to come over to CPD um, to do some of this work at CPD as well. Um, and initially it was supposed to be a 90 day detail um, just for the summer, um, but it quickly has turned into about two years now since I've been in this role. So, uh, but it's been a very rewarding position. Um, and, you know, uh, it's always important when we have good people trying to make good changes. And so that's what I always try to embody is um, someone who can be a voice for the community within the police department here um, and try to continue um, lifting that voice for our communities. How is it different looking at these problems from City Hall versus from the Chicago Police Department? Yeah, that's a great question. It's um, there's a lot of differences, definitely. You know, when you're at City Hall, you're looking at it from more of a macro level, more of a high level um, position. Um, you know, being here at the police department, it's a lot more in the weeds, and it's a lot more um, there's a lot more ability here at CPD to understand firsthand what officers are going through on a day-to-day -day basis and some of the more complex challenges for um, why certain strategies may not work or why certain policies may not work, um, but have the ability to really understand procedures for how policing is done and being able to kind of work around that or figure out how do we make changes there. So it's, you know, here at the police department, I'm in a much more focused area where I could be actually understanding how policing is done um, and using that knowledge to um, make better informed changes that could both um, support what the community is looking for, but also ensure that what we're trying to make changes to does not negatively impact the work that our officers are doing. Well, there have clearly been cases where some police officers have crossed the line. And yet at the same time, we're seeing police officers being attacked for just doing their jobs. So how do we as citizens hold the police accountable, but also stop this violence against the officers? Yeah, no, that's a really great point. Um, I always encourage residents when they come into contact with police, if they feel like they are having their rights violated or that the officer is mistreating them for any reason or that there is misconduct being done on the part of the officer, um, they have many ways that they could file complaints or make reports on that individual officer. 
Um, and I always encourage residents to do so because that's how, that's a great way to hold officers accountable. Um, you know, anytime that there's misconduct being done by police against an individual, that individual has the right to call for a supervisor to come to the scene. Um, that officer, if that request is made by the individual, that officer is required to call for their sergeant or their supervisor to come to that scene and to um, listen and work with the individual to try to remedify, remedify um, the situation and, um, if needed, file a complaint against the officer. Um, residents can also file complaints on their own through the Civilian Office of Police Accountability, or COPA, um, which is the City of Chicago's um, external um, civilian oversight agency that investigates all complaints of police misconduct. Folks can go on the COPA website um, or call COPA directly to file a complaint. Um, and, you know, again, in those situations, individuals should file complaints with COPA anytime that they feel like there has been officer misconduct done um, against them. Um, so again, I always encourage, you know, accountability being held for bad policing and residents have the ability to make those complaints. Um, I think where we're trying to improve our ability is to educate the public about those, those rights that the public has. Um, and so we actually have just launched a public awareness campaign um, where we're trying to share with the public um, ways that um, they can file complaints against officer misconduct, as well as any other rights that individuals have when they come into contact with police. You know, what happens when you're stopped by a police officer? What rights do you have? So we have a new campaign out right now um, that's currently running on CTA ads that will be launched on social media ads in the next couple of days. Um, and just trying to get awareness out there about what your rights are as an individual when you come into contact with police and how can you take action to hold police accountable for any misconduct. Um, you know, when it comes to how do we minimize um, hostility towards policing and police officers, um, you know, it's a definitely um, what we have been looking at doing is trying to um, bring communities and police together, including and especially communities who have had negative impact by police actions through things like restorative justice circles or peace circles or um, other types of healing mechanisms where um, we can look at each other on a human to human level. Really trying to humanize each other, not just by your profession or by your political views or by your views of policing, look at each other as humans. Um, and that I think is a, a great way that we can start to at least build some of that trust back. Um, there are a lot of police officers on the force who are really good police officers who um, believe in this work and believe in reform and believe in good policing. And unfortunately, they are, you know, often um, sidelined by bad policing, which often takes the headlines. Um, and so what we're trying to do is help lift up the good policing that's going on in the department um, and bring those folks together with some of the folks who have had experiences with bad policing. Um, and, you know, again, just try to humanize each other see each other as humans um, and understand the challenges that both sides are going through on a day-to-day -day basis. I think Chicago is a wonderful city. It's a global city. It's filled with people who are trying to do their best every day, police officers included, um, except our image is often that we're the murder or the crime capital of the U.S., which is not really true, by the way, um, but we have a really hard time shaking this image. Personally, I hate waking up on Monday morning to hear how many people have been shot and killed over the weekend. What 
can we do um, about the guns, about the violence, about the perceptions that are out there? Yeah. Um, you know, I've long been a proponent that police are not going to be able to solve all of the root causes of violence across the city. You know, we are one piece of that, but, um, you know, we uh, are not the answer to solving all forms of crime and um, preventing the root causes that create crime. Um, however, we always encourage folks to get involved with police officers and police districts. Um, every police district, so we have 22 districts across the city that represent all of our different neighborhoods across our city. All of them hold regular meetings with your district officers, with your commanders, we call them beat meetings, um, where residents can come, they can talk about what challenges that they're seeing in their neighborhood, um, and actually talk to officers who patrol those neighborhoods, uh, as well as your district commanders, um, and you know, really work together to solve, you know, if there are certain challenges that you're seeing in your neighborhood, let's work together between police and communities to resolve that. Many times, you know, residents know more about the challenges that you're seeing and, and what crimes you're seeing than officers do. Um, and so that information sharing between communities and police is super helpful when it comes to reducing crime. I think any way that we can work together with communities to problem solve, to reduce crime, we always want to do that. Um, a lot of it has to do with proactive policing as well. You know, how do we build relationships between police and communities and individuals ahead of time so that we can be aware of some of the emerging crime challenges that may be coming and potentially even get ahead of those. Um, how can we stop to prevent crimes from occurring? Sometimes, you know, we know about a potential gang conflict that is emerging. And if we have relationships with those communities who work around that area, they can help work with us to prevent a, a future shooting or a future conflict from occurring um, if there's just good cooperation. So. Um, I always encourage folks to get involved, you know, come to your beat meetings, talk to your commanders, talk to your officers about what challenges that you're seeing in your neighborhoods and suggest ways that you think police can help to address those, um, as well as just, you know, ongoing communication with our officers. Let's partner together to figure out how do we make good change? How do we work together to solve some of the crime challenges that we're seeing um, to get to a point where we can be more proactive and to prevent crime from even occurring in the first place? These are tough days for uh, police officers as well. There have also been a number of suicides among yeah. officers this year or the, over the past few years anyway. Um, it's sad and um, uh, it is, yeah. uh, and they're obviously feeling the burden of the job and, and everything else that's going on in society. Yeah, I mean, our, our hearts always go out to those folks who have been affected by um, officer suicides and um, as well as officers who have been shot in the line of duty. We've had a, a significant increase in officers lately who have been shot yes. um, and um, and hurt on the job. And so our hearts go out to all folks who have been impacted, all the families impacted by um, officer suicides and officers who have been um, shot in the line of duty. Um, we are working to increase our support for officers on the job. Um, we have a team of um, clinicians who are able to provide um, regular um, mental health support to our officers. Um, so we always encourage our officers to take advantage of those resources. Um, but it is absolutely a challenging time, um, and it's um, it's unfortunate to see right now. It is. A personal question for you. Um... What's your faith background and, and how does yeah. that inform what you do? Sure. Uh, so I grew up 
um, in the northwest suburbs, growing up in Jewish household. Um, so I went through synagogue as a young kid, um, you know, had my bar mitzvah and everything. Um, and I've continued to take that faith with me to my, you know, professional life and my personal life today. Um, I think, you know, Judaism, as well as, you know, every other religion, really, they always share the ideas of compassion and kindness and understanding. Um, that's a common, common theme across almost every religion. Um, and so those are really key components that I always kind of make sure I follow on a day-to-day basis, having compassion on each other. Everyone is going through their own personal difficulties in life, and it's up to us to understand that and to recognize that and to treat each person with dignity and compassion uh, because we don't know who's going through what challenges. Um, and just ensuring that we are doing what we can to be a good, a good individual, a good person, um, to support each other, to listen to each other, um, and to um, yeah, we'll probably just try to be a good person to the best that we can. That's great. Mike, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I mean, I always encourage folks to get involved um, with policing, as I mentioned. Um, I would definitely encourage folks to um, go to our website at the chicagopolice.org. Um, you can look through our community section at ways to get involved in your local beat meetings. Um, we are about to launch a new series called Conversations with a Commander, um, where each of the commanders across all our 22 districts will be having public meetings to talk about what they're seeing, what their strategies are within um, solving crime in the districts. I absolutely encourage everyone to get involved in those, to come to your meeting with your commander and to share with your commander some of the challenges that you're seeing and solutions that you think could be implemented to, to support those efforts. So. Um, yeah, I mean, again, we are always looking for ways that we could partner with the community, that we can engage the community. Um, I think we recognize that police are not going to solve this problem alone. And so we absolutely, absolutely need the partnership of our residents, of our communities, and especially our faith-based institutions. I mean, faith is such a huge component of our city um, that we absolutely need our faith leaders, our faith members um, across the city to, to work with us, to partner with us, and to um, collaborate on how we can make some good positive changes to, to this challenge. Well, thank you, Mike Milstein, for talking with us. Mike is the Community Policing Department Deputy Director for the Chicago Police Department. I'm Jan Engmeyer. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Temple Forum. You've been listening to the Temple Forum from First United Methodist Church in Chicago. You can find more conversations like this online at chicagotemple.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please join us again soon.